Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. again this is game rage music episode number 12 god damn we're already at fucking 12 episodes we have been putting in the work putting in the work as always i'm josh and i'm here with adam howdy should we do we need to come up with another name for this like what do you mean should we just keep calling it game rage music because that was kind of always just like a placeholder name but i mean if we never actually made a real name and this is what it's become <laughs> i was thinking about something stupid like uh, yeah yeah i don't i don't we've, we've already kind of rolled with this so i don't i don't want to fuck with it not to say i don't want to fuck with it but it's uh there's this thing in tekken uh-huh. the tekken community there's yeah. this one guy named eris and he uh Whenever something cool happens, he's like, "Oh, that's some good ass Tekken." Like, <laughs> we should just name it the Good Ass Tekken Podcast. No, I think we should call it the Good Ass Music Podcast. <laughs> 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 so that, that way, like, you know, when we'll, we we will eventually say the catchphrase at some point when we play music, uh, yeah, yeah. like when we're listening to uh, songs or like entire albums are like oh yeah that's, that's some good, good ass, ass music, music. Damn. <laughs> that's a fucking great marketing gimmick man we should all right you know what this, this is getting changed soon. yeah all right <laughs> the good ass music podcast <laughs> welcome to episode 12 of the good ass music podcast <laughs> where we love to say that's some, some good ass music <laughs> <laughs> anyways all right so uh we have we have a few things to discuss today what uh what did you for, well before before we get into whatever we're going to talk about? Did did we have any updates on uh, her holy Australianness? Uh, her holy, uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, shit. Just real quickly, just to see the number of people that have or her monthly listeners. Let's see let us been, consult the numbers. Just, all right, Jock. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's been a slight uptick. So she did release a song that was uh, <coughs> for all intents. All intents and purposes to me was unknown. Mm. I didn't know about it, but uh, yes, she released a new demo, and nice, it does nice. actually sound like a proper song. It's not, you know, acapella. It's not fucking a piano ballad. Yeah, it's yeah. like a it's a song or whatever, and it's called um, "Don't Let Him Say Goodbye." And I've heard the song before because somebody somebody had captured 
uh, footage of her in the UK when she had gone over to play at this festival called Laneway Festival. Mm. But I think sometime afterwards or sometime before, she performed like a, uh, I guess, like a small intimate show. And somebody went to that and they captured footage of them. Oh, so of doing her. the song? Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, I heard it before, but this is the first time I've heard it as a studio recording. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's doing all right. It has 10,000. It has 10,000 streams, but... Again, she's been sitting in this pocket of being between a hundred hundred thousand, yeah, and one hundred twenty thousand. But her, I think the peak that she's been at as far as monthly listeners on Spotify uh, has been, I think, one hundred thirty nine thousand or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. it hasn't changed. She hasn't hit a new peak just yet. But um, I do remember. I don't know if this happened recently. Uh, you, you know what? I think I think it did happen recently because okay, uh, she because you know how Spotify has their editorial playlist, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So she got featured on this one called Front Left, and I have no idea <laughs> what that means. What the fuck that means? <laughs> like, if that's a mood or like that's left of center, like left of like pop music. I don't yeah, fucking I don't know. know. Anyways. So she's been pl- placed on this playlist, but she's also the cover artist. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, um, but also... That's cool. I haven't seen her before on this playlist before, but it's called Rarities. Uh-huh. And this is from another artist that, uh, well, I don't know where she falls. Let's see. Shit. She's also with Genesis Awusu, who's also oh, on the... Oh, ra- shit. Rar- Rarities kind of says a lot, too. I mean, it's saying that you're... In my opinion, you're a rare talent, is what I would how I would take that. I don't know. Oh, smooth joints from around the. From come on, come on! You you call it rarities and say, oh, it's about it's about sausage from Vienna or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> total misdirection, dude! Wow, swerve! Yeah. We got swerve. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, she's also placed on this place called Rarities, and um, I'm assuming those are like bigger playlists. But yeah, the one that she's actually featured on is uh, Front and Left. Front, front left. I thought it was front and left, but oh, but it's front left. Yeah, but she's the cover artist, so that is that's, that's pretty good. That's, is that so? Can you see like how many people listen to that playlist or whatever? Yeah, I mean, so I don't know if the numbers change all that much because uh-huh. they already have. You know, the, well, this one in particular has five hundred thousand, five hundred sixty-seven thousand likes on it. So that'd oh. be people, that's the number of people that like the playlist. But right, right. There's not like a monthly listener. Oh. Um, so I, 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 well, at the very least, half a million people see it, and maybe some of them are consistent listeners, I guess. Yeah. So that, that I mean, that's they be revisit for, the playlist, like, you yeah, know, something. But that's, that's as far as like the news goes with her, uh, just being added to new playlists, I suppose, and being featured on one of them, which is front left. Yeah. So there we go. Oh, fuck yeah. That's good to go. It's go. It's trending upwards. Yeah, I mean, just more good shit for her, I suppose. But um, I think for me, like, I haven't been doing the Jocko watch where I, you know, daily. Hmm. Um, hmm. You're, you're unacceptable. Unacceptable. You know, I, I, I pegged you, and this my 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 fucking understanding was that you were a fucking Jockatine fanatic, like. Yeah. An actual, maybe even like a zealot would be probably a the zealot, right term. Yeah, a cultist. The, yes, yeah, yeah, and 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 now I'm a little sad that you're telling me that you're slacking mm. in your fucking jockatine. I don't know worship. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
it's also because of the fact that the real landmark number at this point is going to be the leap from 100,000 to 1 million monthly oh, listeners. Oh, okay. All right. That, to me, is like the next That's goal. That's the next like, goal? Okay. Yeah, sure. 250,000 is nice. Yeah. 500,750. The real goal is to hit fucking... A million. A million. And how long she is going to take to do that? I don't know. We're going we're to see. We're going to see how well, long that takes. We're definitely going to stay tuned and, and find out. Because... When all this started popping off, I think it was roughly in August, I believe, when she started releasing her first single, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to look at the release date for that. But, you know, let's say one year from now, from that point of releasing, you already know yeah. that she reaches one million. Well, then, you know, then, 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 the, then, the, then the real party starts. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's, right, that well, more or less wraps up the Jocko Watch uh, segment. Segment, which yeah, is yeah. yes. All right, all right. So now that we uh, we we got some updated information on uh, Jockatine, what what else is uh, what else you got for us today, Adam? What's your uh... all right? So Epic <clears throat> has announced that they will be selling Epic Games, right? Epic Games of yeah. uh, the creator of Fortnite and. Um, they actually owned Bandcamp for a year and 18 months, I believe. And it appears now that they're downsizing their company. Mm-hmm. They were losing 16% of their employees. They're uh, like, are they laying them off? Or they're, uh, yeah. they're, I think they're doing like severance packages and all that shit. Yeah, but you're getting basically yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're, 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 you're laid you're off. Yeah, fuck. Uh, so one of the things that's going to be happening is they're selling their band ca- their their ownership of Bandcamp and apparently their marketing arm I guess which okay. was called Super Awesome so now Super Awesome is going to be its own marketing firm I guess or oh. marketing uh thing that's cool. and uh uh what what is happening with uh Bandcamp is that they're going to be acquired by Song Trader and Song Trader is uh I don't know what this means I imagine it's just you know if Taco Bell, let's say it's called B two B, business to business. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I imagine like Song Trader would say, "Would you like to purchase one of our songs so that you can plug it in your Taco Bell commercial so that it sounds extra nice?" And yeah. Get your get your sales up on on your fucking crunch wraps and <laughs> your cheesy gordita crunches yeah, and shit, man. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like. Song Trader is in the process of acquiring uh, <laughs> Bandcamp, which is a music music uh, marketplace platform where artists can you know make a profile and have their music uploaded to their profile page. And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, they also do um, m- merchandise like vinyl. Uh-huh. Like they they can produce vinyl for you if you want to sell it oh that's that's cool if i'm i'm I'm, I'm like i'm not 100 sure on that but in either case you're able to sell merchandise on your profile page and uh one of the nice things about Bandcamp was that during the pandemic for artists not being able to make money there was i think there was this thing called uh fuck i don't remember what it was called but it was basically the the fee that Bandcamp would take from like purchases and stuff would yeah. like it was fifteen percent, but it got for for during the pandemic they had this thing on Fridays where like 
all sales that artists would make would go directly to them and Bandcamp wouldn't get 15% mm. of it. So that was really cool. Uh, but anyways, getting back to the song trader acquiring them, I'm curious to find out what this means because a lot of people were concerned that Epic would butcher the fuck out of uh, Bandcamp because it yeah. was like an artist-friendly company. And um, luckily, nothing ended up happening. It pretty much functioned the same as it used to be. And uh, with Song Trader, though, there's people that have a bit of skepticism with Song Trader because there was this website called Tune, I think Tune Find is what it was called. Okay. Um, and apparently some changes were made after Song Trader acquired them. And people are like, well, what does that mean for Bandcamp? Like they're being acquired by this company. And well, like what, what happens then? Because even I, I'm curious, like, okay, if they're going to get acquired, that obviously means that there's going to be layoffs from the Bandcamp you know, camp yeah, of yeah, employees, right. right? And um, the other thing too is like the uh, like the collective employees decided to make a union. So they told, and they haven't been acquired just yet, but they basically told the CEO of uh, Song Trader that they all want to be employed. Like they all want to be. They still yeah, want to yeah. be part of Bandcamp. Their jobs. They want to keep their jobs, but. They've they've already said that there's going to be there's going to be yeah. people they're going to well, be offered positions sure. and the other half are going to be let go but their severance packages are going to come from Epic itself. Right. Well, so. yeah. And there's generally when there's a business sellout or takeover or whatever you want to call it, acquisition, I guess. Yeah. The company who buys them generally guts the fucking company like they will fire everybody and bring in their own people now because i was trying to figure out how much it sold for each way and it's all undisclosed amounts so you can't so but in in reading those articles basically when epic bought it a year ago or whatever they because they're a video game company so what the fuck do they know about licensing fucking music or doing into so they it seemed like the 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 word on the street was that they pretty much kind of just kept everybody you know, around, they didn't really, because they're like, well, we don't know how to do this, so, yeah, we, we're just buying you guys, because we want, you know, we want to be, you know, we want to benefit from the music realm, so, but we'll let you just do it, because, like, we don't really know what the fuck we're doing, so you do it, make us some money, and then whatever. Now, obviously, whether that purchase, I think it's, I had read a thing that said that Bandcamp was was valued at something, like, in the billions, like, okay. like so that's, like, a lot, you know, it was valued at a lot of money, so they definitely probably paid several billion dollars for it when they when they purchased it, but what they're selling it for now, I, wa- I do want to know what the difference, because obviously they're not, get, they're probably not getting back their fucking return on investment, on, or maybe they are, who knows, but it would be interesting to see that, but with this new company, um, Song Trader, they do something similar, right, essentially? Well, Okay, so Bandcamp itself, you sell music from okay. from the artist to consumer directly, right? Okay. With without with like the small fee going to sure Bandcamp. for them for helping you out and hosting it or whatever. Song Trader itself sells like licenses of music to other businesses, so that could be oh. like Coca Cola, that could be yeah, fucking yeah. whatever. Right. They're like, hey, you you guys want to use 
one of our artists to okay. fucking uh, so then use, use one of our so them acquiring Bandcamp basically makes it so that they can likely take independent artists and then offer them up as um like they would offer so this is what I don't understand it's like okay they got to make money right yeah and right away. So the the immediate changes that come to mind for me are that they would increase the fees that for every transaction that happens on Bandcamp, they make it like instead of 15%, it's like 20% 20. or 25% or something. Yeah, I, I don't see I, to be to be honest, though, I don't know if I see that because if you take that strategy, you risk alienating your user base, because mm-hmm. obviously if the artists, they're the ones that are pushing this and getting it going, making you the money by making transactions happen. Yeah. So if you alienate them by increasing the price, you're going to lose out. So, yeah. Sure, I know that there is definitely going to be a mathematical equation that they're going to plug in and say, okay, if we, this is how many people we can afford to lose if we up to 20%, because then we'll still basically make the same or more than if we were just charging 15%. But then obviously they have to, well, shit, is, are these people going to just jump in, you know, nowadays with the access to be able to get your music out there, I mean, I, you, that's really not the only option. So, you could go somewhere else. You could go just put it directly on iTunes. You could, you know. The other thing I was thinking is that uh, maybe they keep things the same, but they, like, try to throw on you. Uh, if you register with our website, then you also have to do our licensing through us. Like, that's maybe something that's written yeah, in the fine, the fine yeah, prints. That's what I was going to get to next was there's definitely going to be, I, I foresee for sure they're going to change the terms and conditions and it will probably be, Hey, anything you upload, we have the right to shop around and, and potentially license. So if they like a song or maybe not even them as the company like it, but if there's a song that they see that's trending upwards, that's a song that, Oh, it belongs to one of their, the artists that put it on here oh shit well let's take it to like you said taco bell or fucking whoever and say oh hey we think this song would go great and they're just like the intermediary pairing it together now that could bode well for the artist because then they're gonna get some they they will likely have to be given some sort of royalty for that to happen but you know maybe not maybe if you if you write the fine print a certain way you can get away with well, you you upload it to our thing. Not that we own it, but you gave us the right to do whatever we want with it now. Yeah, like their primary function is to sell licenses of the music right. that they own. And again, I don't understand if once they acquire Bandcamp that they can pretty much work with whatever artist or that's something that's going to have well, to be revealed in the details of. Yeah. Like, well, we would what would have to be seen is we would have to read the actual fine print as it sits now. Yeah. Because if you're a user of Bandcamp and you make an account before this sale happens, you're subject to the terms that are current, right? So if it, you can't like change the terms and then say, oh, well, we changed the terms so it applies retroactively. No, no, it's like you would have to re-agree to the, whatever the new terms are. So if you're on there now and then say they do that where they say, nope, you know what, guys? We anything you upload on our on our Bandcamp, we own it. We can do whatever we want with it, and we ain't got to pay you shit. And that's in the terms and agreements. You can say no, and then 
they can't do anything with anything you've done up until that point uh, that you said no, they can't touch it. But if you fucking sign the paperwork, then yeah, then everything you put on there from then on, they can do whatever they want with. Yeah. So I would be interested to read. Well, I mean, not that I want to actually read the fine fucking print, but you know, it would be curious to see if that is the case of what they do and if they go that route because you like you said they got to make money and they have to and and with something like that that's valued in the billions of dollars all right obviously you've got some fucking money to spend if you're gonna if you're gonna buy something in the billions of dollars range all right because or even it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars range Mm. then that's gonna be a long-term investment for sure so yeah you got to start making money with it but you know you know i'm sure that their business plan is whatever it's it's a five-year plan of okay in five years we're gonna make back whatever it is that we fucking their plan is to make back whatever it was they paid for it um they're i'm sure that's their hope and that's maybe that's kind of what epic was trying to do with it and then they're once they've had it for a year and they said ah fuck we ain't, we ain't gonna make any money with this fucking thing so then they're like shit we need to cut costs get rid of it which makes you wonder whoever was the ceo of uh Bandcamp in the first place like why did it, they decided to sell themselves to epic in the first place because well, if they're just gonna be passed around and also be changed in the future yeah uh it's not resembling what they once were like well, unless it's just one of those points when you when you're in a business that you reach your fiscal or economic peak that it's like well the next thing to do to make to make the next realm of money or the next level of money is basically to be sell out to yeah. sell out like yeah no that's probably exactly what fully motivated it was the guy whoever was the ceo or whoever made this, that makes that the board or whoever makes that decision to decide to sell to another company they were likely looking at it as okay we're all the stockholders or whatever the whatever they're called that they chose to how they chose to organize their business um, but let's just call them stockholders for now. So they're the ones that own the percentages of the company. So obviously, if the company sells, they are going to benefit. So not only have they been basically like or likely getting paid this whole time that they've been in existence, but now, oh shit! Well, if we sell out, if we sell for in the billions, well, I don't know how many fucking percentages they they doled out, but I mean, shit! If you've got you know ten people and you know you sold for fucking. $28 billion was the number I saw thrown around on there. Well, shit, man, that's that's like $2.5 billion for every fucking person that's on the board. Mm. So there's no way you'd ever make $2.5 billion with just this company if you continued to work there as a board, you know, as a board member or whatever. So you look at that and go, shit, man, payday. Like, it's kind of like with all these startups and shit when they do, like, the tech startups and stuff. They they put in some money, they get going, and then they, they start making some money, and then, oh, somebody says, oh, shit, well, I could take that, and I want one little piece that they have, so I'm going to pay this much money for it, which is probably what Epic was wanted. They wanted one little sec- section or one little thing that they owned, and so then they bought it, and then, obviously, now they got rid of it. But this company, this new one, Song Trader, it sounds like this is definitely more up their alley than it was like for Epic's games, let's say to buy it. Yeah, because it's like a easy route for them to initiate conversations with artists that yeah uh, like are are on the Bandcamp platform and say, hey, uh, we're approaching you because you're blowing up on Bandcamp. You've been featured on the editorials. Uh, we want to work with you, and we want to be the first party that reaches out to you as far as licensees goes. What what like you know if you want your music plugged on um a movie or television like we want to be your guys like yeah well it's kind of like um it's kind of like 
I guess an analogy, like a sports analogy would be like, okay, the song trader is like a major league baseball team owner and they just bought an entire league of minor of a minor league team. That's basically what they're doing. They not just a team, they bought the whole league. So now you've got this pool of recruitment mm. that you can just pull from and you you basically just purchased all these new recruits. Right. So that's likely, I would imagine, what their end game is. Not not that they own the music directly, right, right. but they own the league. Like well, the, yeah, you the, just the, own the ecosystem. The, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't own the people or the the things that they're making, but you you own yes the the ecosystem by which they're doing it all in so then you are directly able to recruit them to to your other thing or the opportunities of your main business venture which is obviously licensing music to other big major you know corporations and stuff so that is is probably to them is much more worth the price that they're paying for it and if that's what they stick to and they let Bandcamp operate on its own i think that works out for everybody yeah but it is concerning because it's like, how much do they need to make back on a yearly basis? Or like, are they concerned about that? Or are they willing to let this thing play out? Because if they are, if they end up working with artists in a friendly manner or in a friendly and professional manner to say, hey, like, we want to be your guys. Like, when you guys yeah. hit the big time, like, we, we can license your music to other shit. Like, if it works like that, I don't think it'll turn out for the worse. Like, this, this acquisition happening but obviously not everybody's going to benefit from this again the employees of Bandcamp itself have been notified that there will be people that will be brought on and there's going to be a lot of people that aren't and the ones that aren't are going to be given a severance package from epic after their sale and um yeah which you know i mean that's and i don't know maybe obviously epic is not a fucking music related company but they're, they're a video game company but that's just like a good guy move in general. It's like, hey, because they don't have to do that. They don't have to offer you any kind of severance when they sell the company. They could just be like, hey, go fuck yourself. Um, which, you know, indicates to me that, hey, Epic is at least decent. They're, they're, they're all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, but also... In that, in that sense, because, yeah, sure. I'm sure it's not... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent. They're just doing it out of the benevolence of their heart. I'm sure it's a PR move. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons behind why they're doing it. Yeah. Cause think about this dude, Epic at one point, or I think it's still the case is 40% owned by a company called Tencent, which owns TikTok. Mm. And there's a, there's a parent company of Tencent, which is like the parent company of TikTok. I think yeah. It, I forget what it's called. I think it might be called QQ, but, uh, that they were the ones that instigated that Fortnite be well. Actually, I think it was, I think it was Epic itself. Like all their games be switched from uh, games to games as a service, meaning that yeah, yeah, games get converted to subscriptions. To yeah. Uh, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's like well, yeah. as, as cool as it might be as for Epic to pay for severances of. Sure, I'm yeah. not saying. I meant like that they're good. They're they're good guys as like employers. Just Epic themselves, not yeah. the whole shebang of the whole yeah. thing. But like, oh, it's like, hey, you didn't have to do that. Like, hey, that's yeah. cool. Now, granted, sure, they've done some other things that weren't so good. Mm. But hey, you know what? That's a good guy move to be like, hey, yeah, you know what, guys? Like, we know we bought you with the intention of whatever it was we were gonna do, and now, mm. okay, obviously this didn't work out. So now we have to get rid of you. But hey, 
the ones of you that are going to actually be getting laid off or let go, well, here, here's a little parting gift to say, hey, sorry, we fucking ruined all your shit. Like, you <laughs> we know, ruined all your shit, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and that does suck because, again, when you have, and that's the other thing that people kind of maybe need to think about too is when you have someone come on from the outside that's got a new fresh set of eyes right yes there are the uh benevolent uh reasons of why this could be going on and why they're looking to do this they may be putting that at the forefront or they could be putting it looking at hey we want to make our mark on something. So like now we're going to take this thing and what it was, we're going to turn it into our thing. It's not going to be that thing anymore. It's going to be whatever we like make fucking it to be. Napster. Like when it started off as a, yeah, a fucking uh, like piracy fucking thing. And then it turned into basically the fucking, or like the, the major DRM or fucking, uh, or is it DR? Yes. Yeah, it's what is that fucking acronym for the fucking copyright shit? Is it DRM? <laughs> yeah, it's DRM. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what it stands for. Yeah. Neither do I, but, yeah, they basically became like the number one advocates of it, and it's like, wow, fucking really? What 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 are the odds, you know? Um, but shit, that's that's what it turned into. So th- that could be what happens with this. It could be like something where they're like, oh no, we're gonna we want we are the empire, and we want to crush the rebellion of independent artists, and this is why they're doing. It. Who knows? I mean, I don't I don't fucking know. Yeah, as far as I understand it, <clears throat> the on uh, there will be an ongoing relationship between Epic and Song Trader, so. That is also, I guess, mutually beneficial, I imagine, because any music that, <coughs> let's say, like the music from Bandcamp, mm-hmm. if artists directly work with uh, Song Trader, well, now they have like an avenue. <laughs> Granted, it's only one route, uh, but you have an artist on uh, on Bandcamp that goes through Song Trader, and they're like, you know what? We should hit up, hit up Epic and see if we can get this on the Fortnite radio. Oh, uh, yeah. For- or whatever. So, yeah. so there is an ongoing relationship in that way, and you know, I think people that <coughs> listen to the Fortnite radios or like the playlist that they get turned turned on to new music. So it could yeah. be a beneficial thing for well, you. That was, and, and that's kind of maybe something that Epic was trying to leverage when they bought it was yeah. because if you, because you have you you pick what goes on those fucking radio stations in the game. So if you've got a bunch of things, in, or if you've got an artist that's blown up over there, or you want to put them in front of an audience, like obviously who plays fucking Fortnite, it's mainly the Gen Z kids. So if you want to blow up a song with them, shit, you put it in that playlist and make it fucking repeat fifteen times, even if it ain't that good. You, these the, people will just get brainwashed into because they'll associate their good times. God damn, that is some psychological fucking warfare right there. You will just associate your good times playing Fortnite with whatever the fuck this song is, and then eventually you'll end up being brainwashed into liking this fucking song. So I don't know if they actually ever did anything like that, but man, they should have. Like, the- <laughs> maybe maybe that was their goal was to get cheaper licenses yeah. for m- music or like if they found something they like within the Bandcamp ecosystem, they're like, let's hit these guys up because they're cheaper. They're independent artists as opposed to talking to like Drake or oh, Doja shit. Cat or those other. Yeah. Imagine what their license costs. It's like, oh, one million for fucking well, with Dragon Fruit. Yeah. Well, with fucking Fortnite, I mean, they license everything. There's characters. There's there's new shit every fucking week that they license. And those are like major franchise. I mean, like when uh, the Ahsoka show came out, they had Ahsoka themed fucking characters you could buy. And gee, I'm sure the license on that was fucking insane. 
And same thing with anybody. If, if a new single comes out, oh yeah, Drake wants to put out his new single. Cool, he's gonna license something with Fortnite to get himself in the game so then everybody will want to fucking go buy his new fucking single or whatever. Yeah. And it's smart. It's great marketing. But yeah, maybe that's kind of what their intent was, was oh man, maybe we can do this from like the ground up when they're nobody and get it for cheap and then obviously like when they blow up oh cool well we help them do it so they'll be cool with us or maybe, maybe song trader has the exact same ideas Could be, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it probably would make sense because again they're they are a licensing well, yeah, company so it, like it's in their best interest yeah. to make this thing as profitable as po- possible in the future so i don't know what their timeline is of how quickly they want a return on investment for like for this purchase uh but like i'm 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 a little concerned that this could turn out for the worst um, because, I mean, I don't know, man. You you just you when it comes to acquisitions, you never think anything good. Right. Yeah. I mean, you well, you think you think what it's going to be is change. Right. Because that's Mm. that's generally what happens during an acquisition is there is there's going to be some change. There's going to be something that happens that is probably not going to be for the best or it. we as people generally hate change, right? We hate, we don't like it. And even if it's something that changes objectively for the better, we will still initially fight it because we just don't like the fact that it's changing from what we've loved and it's, it's become. So yeah, people are going to probably hate whatever changes get made, but then it's, I'm sure they're factoring that in as well. Eventually over time, ah, maybe people will just get used to this, whatever we're changing. And if they're doing it for something that benefits, it's it's for the benefit, then eventually, yes, I think that it will be recognized as, okay, yeah, we didn't like that this fucking thing changed, but okay, we admit it, maybe it was better this way that you're doing it now. But what to you, what is what is a scenario that would be for the worst? Like, what do you think could happen that would you would consider like, oh, fuck, this is it, this is bad? Uh, With this specifically? Well, okay, so I think from what I read, um, Song Trader is also a song distributor or a music distributor. So in order to get placed on Spotify or YouTube or Deezer or any of those like digital streaming platforms, you have to go to a distributor so that they can place your music on all those platforms. Right. So if if Song Trader is capable of doing that, it's, it's really, to me... And that's not what Bandcamp does. Bandcamp doesn't do that. You just are able to sell your music directly. Direct to consumer, right? Right. Yeah, okay. But if it ends up being something like that, where the worst case is like, oh, here are the here uh, are the terms of service for this platform, Bandcamp, now owned by SongTrader. <laughs> yeah. Is that your music will now be distributed by... Uh, by song trader itself, we will take 15% of everything you do. 15% mm. of music sales will go to us as well. Oh, and um, what's another thing? Oh, yeah, all licensing deals we have. Yeah. For, uh, what, what is it? Uh, I think it's called like the, right of refusal. Yeah, the right like, of first refusal. Right of first refusal. So if anybody wants to come to you directly about selling your music or you know licensing your music for some television show we have the right to say no we will be the first that's the worst case scenario is yeah, that yeah. they they own the sales or they they get 15 percent of the sales that are done on Bandcamp. they get you know some percentage of the royalties from distribution they get some percentage or rather they get the the right of first refusal for 
the licensing of your music, right. I think, is the worst case scenario. Yeah. Okay, I, I could definitely agree that that is, that is probably the worst fucking thing that could happen, because mm-hmm. then it just, it just makes the fucking thing worthless to the independent artist, because... Well, all you're doing is just selling out for no money. Yeah, you're you're selling out for no money, basically. So, because you're just giving them all the rights to do everything, and that's it. You're you're not getting shit for it. So, yeah, I would say that. But then, again, that's the thing, too, is, yeah, that's a double-edged sword, because, yeah, sure, if they do that, and then, obviously, yeah, they're going to catch some dummies that didn't read the fine print, but then once it gets around and people figure shit out, then they're going to alienate their whole fucking user base, and then everybody's going to say, fuck this, and leave. I think that's one good thing about the internet itself yeah. is that there is vigilante eyes or watchful eyes on TikTok or any social media that are willing to call out what a business is doing like not not the legal or PR jargon like basically what Live Nation did with the $1500 stipend right, they, they yeah. call something for what it is i think that's one of the benefits of the internet is that should this deal go through and whatever comes out out of it, uh, people will be mindful of what happens because Bandcamp for the longest time has been an ally to independent artists because they've been able to make money off of their music and you know any merchandise that they could sell on the site directly. Yeah. Like it's been beneficial to them, obviously. And obviously, they had that Bandcamp Fridays where they waived those fees for um, whatever sales that you would make as an artist. So, like, <laughs> if if that image starts to go sideways because of uh, song trader itself then i i think maybe that will also benefit what Bandcamp's what Bandcamp becomes in the future as well is if people are really adamant like hey you can't change this you motherfuckers like yeah, i know yeah. you own it but like we will all collectively walk away from this and we will just start our own fucking Bandcamp. Yeah. so that that's the other that's the other option right yeah because i mean the idea is not something it's not something that oh you can't no one else can make another kind of this thing you know anybody could make this fucking exact same thing Mm. and just call something different and you're good to go so yeah if you fuck this up uh song trader and you decide to get greedy then yeah you're just gonna have wasted all the billions of dollars or whatever it is that you paid for this thing because now it's gonna just be worthless and then uh, it's gonna so i i would imagine that at least for the first few years it will likely maintain the same standards that it's had in the past Mm. and that will be because they need to keep people around because that's how they're going to make money and i know obviously if if it was valued if if, um the actual platform itself was valued at around 28 billion or something at one point well shit that means that they're making you know generally it's it's not a fucking exact thing but generally the rule of thumb is like oh it's three years of your fucking gross profits is what you would value the business at so that means like around three years you're doing gross profit 28 billion dollars that's you know what like eight and a half seven well, like nine, almost like eight and a half billion dollars a year you're doing in gross profit. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So that means clearly they're making money. So, and whatever they're paying for it, I'm sure they factored that into the price where if they kept doing the business as, as is that they would make their money back in three years. So realistically, you'll probably see them continue to do the same exact thing for at least that amount of time. They'll make their money back. And then once they do that and it's now become net zero where it's, this thing is free to us now, we will, 
we've 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 made all the money back that we paid for it. So now whatever we do now is it, gravy. Yeah, it's just it's it's. Well, I don't want to say it's free money because it's not, but you know, it's all profit. So if we fuck this up by trying to get too greedy, well, whatever. We already got our money back plus more. So cool. Let's let's get greedy. Let's go. Like sure, that's when you might see the change happen. Because I don't think I don't. I mean, again, if you've got billions of dollars to throw around to acquire other companies yeah you're a big time player and you you probably have tons of money yeah well like because i don't think they're leveraging all of their cash positions to buy this thing there's no fucking way no i i think this is just like supplemental to them because the licensing game has got to be pretty good for them like whoever's working with them i mean they, they might be making a pretty penny i don't know what what song trader is valued at but Again, if if they have like a a larger yeah. artist, whether yeah. that's like fucking Drake or I don't think they would, but <laughs> let's let's <laughs> use, let's let's use Drake as an example. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they sold uh, well, they sold the license to a thirty second clip so that <laughs> it could be played at the NBA Finals or something like that. Sure, yeah. What if it's worth a fucking million dollars? And what if you do that with like thirty, maybe a hundred different artists? you're making a million off of that and you're doing that like 52 i mean i don't know how many times you do that in 52 weeks but yeah shit's got to be pretty good so like well i mean it's saying that jesus christ it's saying that song trader their yearly revenue is 45 million dollars 45 million dollars so they didn't pay they definitely there's no way they paid billions for this shit like there's no fucking way mm-hmm. so epic likely took a bath on it and they are losing a bunch of money but it's the reason you dump shit is so because you're hemorrhaging this thing is hemorrhaging money now well once you stop the bleeding well you're not hemorrhaging the money anymore so now you're still getting that net savings okay cool we sold it yeah sure we paid whatever billions and we only sold it for a, a couple hundred million well fuck we ate our dicks on this thing so cool but at least we're not blowing money like it's fucking no big deal anymore so cool we stopped that problem because that's you know likely what was happening is it was just it could have just been hemorrhaging money and they're like fuck man like we got to make cuts or this is it's maybe it wasn't hemorrhaging money but maybe it was um not producing to the level that they thought it was going to probably still profitable but you know ah shit this is getting slower it's negligible yeah right so it's like well if we get rid of it we can get some money back and then save the expense of running whatever it is i mean i would hope that they were at least i mean they only had it for a year so i don't even year, know if, year and 18 months right so i don't even know if they had it for the amount of time to get it to where it was actually making them money you know what i'm saying like yeah I- that's kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's an abrupt decision, but you couldn't, you, well, it's like, could you look at something objectively within a year and 18 months to say that this is beneficial to us? Because I feel like you need like five years before you have an idea of something's doing all right, right? Or even like three years. Yeah. I mean, Bandcamp's estimated annual revenue is around $30 million. So, you know. Um, is what the estimates are. So that I don't know where the fuck that billions of oh, wait wait fans have paid artists and their labels. Uh, oh, that's what that's the money that has passed through over a billion dollars has passed through them from artists to label like to that to for the you know that kind of deal. Um, but 
they take a chunk, they take a take of that. So that's where that that's that's their percentage is that thirty million. So yeah, a lot of money passes through them. But oh, I see. They're I only keeping uh, yeah. a small percentage. So of the it. marketplace has made a billion dollars off of but them. But they only get they're getting their fifth their fifth whatever that fifteen yeah, yeah, percent is yeah. thirty whatever it's thirty million dollars or whatever yeah, I guess yeah. is what they're. I got you. Avenue. Uh, so, so that's where when you're looking at. And see, there there are some there. Well, this is Bandcamp's competitors, and some of their competitors make you know in that realm of five to twenty million dollars a year. They're at thirty, so they're at the higher end of that. Obviously, they're higher than that spectrum. So, you know, they were probably doing it better than anybody else, or at least more profitable than anyone else. Which I guess is why they decided to do it to buy it. And so, likely, yeah. From what these numbers are showing, it looks like I would say Epic definitely probably sold it for less than what they fucking paid for it and again if their yearly revenue i don't we don't even know i can't find anything about what their actual like their yearly costs are it's just like what their revenue is so i mean if it's yeah you're making 30 million but it's costing you 35 million to run the business well fuck you're losing five million dollars a year so right you know that could have been what happened and maybe you know obviously it was 2022 when they bought it, so obviously things were kind of coming back from COVID, and, you know, that's cool. Hey, everybody's, you know, starting to listen to shit again, or this is starting to pop up again, but maybe it wasn't accelerating at the rate that they thought it would, and they're like, all right, guys, we got to fucking unload this. Because, again, obviously, the video game industry is their main fucking gig, right? That's their, like, that's Epic's main focus. Yeah. So you're likely going to cut shit from that as a last resort, because... That's your bread and butter. So if you have an opportunity to cut something that's not in that wheelhouse, which you're, in their you're cutting case, that shit off first. Which in their case was the marketing leg they had, which is called Super Awesome and, yeah. and Epic itself. Right. So they I mean, cut, not Epic itself, yeah. Bandcamp, sorry. Right. So they cut those two things off and they said, all right, we're selling, getting rid of these and let's just focus on fucking video games now. And, you know... It, it's given an opportunity for someone else to come in and do something with it, obviously, and to purchase it. So, you know, that's good. And obviously, the video game industry is, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's not doing terribly. I mean, it's, I, I doubt, I think during COVID, obviously, people were staying at home more and playing fucking more games and probably spending more money, more money on Fortnite than they were in previous years. And then now that that's waned and people have had to come back to work and go back to school and do all that bullshit. Yeah. And I'm sure the money that's getting dropped on it's kind of fell off. So they were likely probably positioning themselves to have another source of income to supplement that. Yeah. Again, it probably didn't work out in that, you know, 12 to 18 month period. Cause yeah, it's been about eight. Cause it was like March of 2022 when they bought it. So it's been like, yeah, 18 months. So in that 18 months, they probably said, all right guys, this is not going the way we thought it was. We should just unload it. And sure. Now we'll see what they do with it, uh, with uh, fucking song trader. But I mean, it definitely sounds like, cause again, I'm not an expert on that platform, but like, it does sound like it's a, it's a useful tool for independent artists to get it their shit be. out there. It could, yeah. It, yeah. If you, well, it it was kind of that way. People were definitely benefiting from it. Again, if a billion dollars is passing through from labels to artists for for this kind of stuff, that means that the artists are making a lot of that. They're making, well, they only take 15%, so you're making 85% of, of that. So 85% of that went to the artists. And that's definitely not a number to scoff at. You, you got 
independent artists paid over a billion dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty fucking good. And you weren't greedy about it. like Right, because you were only taking 15%, which, hey, you know what, man? Dude, that's even, 20, even 20% probably would, would, be, be, would be reasonable. Yeah, that would have been considered reasonable, yeah. To, to It's like, well, shit, you're providing all the infrastructure, you're providing all the platform, the, the algorithms, you're providing all this bullshit, and you're connecting us where we need to get connected, and they're the middleman. So it's like they're your agent, kind of, I guess, right? Yeah. It's like their agent, your, your agent and distributor all in one. So, you know, it, it was providing a service to the people who didn't want to deal with the other types of people that you got to deal with when you're, when you're doing this, yeah. this stuff. So. And it could be interesting. Like, <clears throat> uh, I don't know how much more I have to add to this, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. there are record labels that, you know, independent record labels that run their whole catalog on Bandcamp itself. So they'll have their own record label page. Oh, okay. So like you could have, you know, six different artists and they're all, all the releases are put on this record labels page. Imagine if song trader, after this acquisition, they start hitting up independent labels. They're like, "Hey, yeah, let's start. Like, let's start figuring out how we can make you guys some so, real fucking money." Like, yeah, because yeah. that that would be if they're like like because you know I mean if their goals are benevolent ones and they want to just help the music industry and yeah obviously get paid while you're doing it. That's obviously the aim is like yeah we want to get paid while we're doing it. But shit, if we can help out somebody else at the same time, that's fucking even better. Hmm. You know, it's like uh, fucking oh like. Could you could, shit? Maybe they're gonna branch out into putting podcasts on there. Like, oh, hey, cool. You put your podcast on here. We'll host your fucking podcast too, or whatever. And mm. pay the monthly fee, and then whatever. I mean, shit. There's so many things they could do with it. Yeah. To kind of increase their revenue factor. Um, yeah, that would be interesting if Song Trader decided to have like a podcast division. Yeah. And then like within the podcast division, they have like the music of you know mu- the catalogs from Bandcamp itself like featured on the program or they give it like say for example oh if we like say we wanted to put our show on there and we wanted to use us we could pick from us any song that's on there yeah in the on their on that band camp to use we could use it license free in our fucking thing and like oh cool like it's all in-house type shit you know what i'm saying we mm. couldn't put it on any other platform but if somebody wanted to go listen to us on the Bandcamp platform then cool oh we could put it and, and you could hear we could do all kinds of crazy creative shit and collaborate that would kind of like you know feed collaborations to happen between you know podcasters and you mm. know musical artists and stuff which would yeah. be would be kind of cool but you know i don't know i don't know what their intentions are i mean that'd be something that would be nice i mean i've seen like as a side kind of tangent like fucking uh only fans they're they're trying to get away from the oh we're just a porn fucking site right so, All right, so what's going on with that well they're they're trying to get because i was looking for something for like the podcast of like oh where else like how we could else we could put it on other things and i was just kind of thinking like well wouldn't it be interesting if we if you could make it like you made an OnlyFans and then you you put it so like oh hey you pay a dollar whatever you want to set your price at obviously because that's how OnlyFans works you want to put it on there and you could say like hey instead of having a Patreon where Patreon is it, a monthly subscription it's, yeah it's yeah. a monthly subscription they ding you well the creator they ding them with fees like that's the only reason I haven't I've set one up for Patreon but like I haven't really done anything with it because it's like. Yeah, if we get a couple of people like, oh, we're going to make like no money because they ding you with all these fees by the end of it. And it's a pretty high percentage, I think, is what at the end. And it's it's not immediately up front like it is with OnlyFans. It's, I think OnlyFans is just a straight 20%. That's what they take, and it's like, hey, across like across the board, okay. everything that you you bring in through them that gets paid on their platform, they take twenty percent of it. That's it, and you're done. 
whereas with like Patreon, it's like you pay, you're paying like 10% and then there's a transaction fee and then there's a fucking, uh, all these other different little fees that they like sprinkle in for every little thing. And it's like, well, fuck like, and then, yeah, you, then you got to subscribe monthly. So it's like, so anyway, so I was like thinking to myself, I was like, man, cause only fans is actually trying to get away from, like I said, that adult content Same like Pornhub's kind of trying to do the same thing. They're trying to get away. They're trying to be like YouTube. I, I've, but, I've, I've said it a million times to people. I'm like Pornhub gaming, dude, this needs yeah, to happen. Right. I think that that's fucking genius that they, if they wanted to, they could fucking make that happen. Um, but yeah, instead of Twitch streaming, you're, you're Pornhub streaming on your fucking, uh, with your, with your gaming or whatever. And same thing applies for like podcasts and stuff. So if we could, if we could put instead of using Patreon, we put it on an OnlyFans, and we you know we could charge two dollars a month or whatever we want or whatever the fuck shit two dollars a week, and people can listen to whatever we put up that week. Any episodes we put up, oh cool, you're gonna get this many minimally, and maybe some weeks you'll get more or whatever you want to set your I don't know your uh, your your fucking content levels at basically. And so I think that like if I was gonna reach out to OnlyFans and just be like, hey. Yeah, we're trying to we're, we're going to put our thing on here and like potentially oh, you guys could benefit from this because you're trying to get out of the fucking like adult content space. Well, you don't have anybody that wants to associate themselves with you because that's all you're known for. So, if you've got podcasts that want to get advertisers, well, not a lot of advertisers want to be associated with OnlyFans. So, it's like, oh man, if we could like finagle our way into the ground floor of it when they're just trying to get into it and somehow make some weird deal, I don't know. That's Again, the problem. I don't have any shame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, shit, I would love to promote OnlyFans. Fucking, you know, who cares? Same thing with Pornhub. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, it, something that gets more eyes on, on our stuff. And that's the same thing with independent artists. They could leverage OnlyFans. And say, hey, you want to buy my songs? You can buy them on fucking OnlyFans. And I don't know what Apple charges. I don't know how you know what they take. I'm sure it's probably more than two, or, or it's at least similar to twenty percent. And fucking OnlyFans has like billions of users. That fuck probably one of the highest utilized websites on the or, or platforms on the planet at this point. And shit that's an audience that well everybody fucking that is watching the porn or whatever or the adult creator content well everybody likes music so everybody likes music yeah like you you could capture a hundred percent of that audience potentially like that's that's what the potential is so i wonder just, i wonder if they would decide to change their name at that point or well Pornhub would probably have to if they if they were going to do that but only fans i mean that applies that that's a broad term you don't it, and if you can change the because that's what they're trying to do is change the narrative that OnlyFans is only adult content. The term OnlyFans, it's just like, hey, this is for your biggest fans. That's what it's like. You're subscribing. Your biggest fans are subscribing to you, so anybody could do it. I mean, there's other celebrities because they've they've tried to do this before with like Kim Kardashian and like I don't know who else. The famous celebrities had OnlyFans, but it, it wasn't porn content. It was like. Oh, you were paying to see like them talk about fucking their makeup or some bullshit or what I, you know, whatever the case is. That, in my opinion, didn't work is because they were letting the instead of just paying the celebrities to do it for free and have everyone have access to it, the celebrities were charging for it and they were charging ridiculous amounts of money. So, and I mean, I'm sure they still do it, but like, I don't think it really went anywhere because you didn't open it up to the broad audience. But if it's like for us, oh shit, we, you could come listen to our shit for free if OnlyFans wants to you know, promote it. Cool. We'll let everybody, I don't, I don't mind people. We do it, put it out there for free now. Who cares? Like that would be a deal if you're an independent artist and you just want more people to listen to your shit. Well, Hey, only fans, like I'll make this thing on here. Here's my song. If they think it's potentially something that could be popular, 
hey, f- or fuck, license it to all your fucking uh, OnlyFans people. They want to make little videos and shit with it. Oh fuck yeah, here you go. Like let them let them fuck to this thing or jerk whatever you know whatever it is that they're doing. Like you know, I mean, and granted, I'm sure not every artist wants to be associated with that, but that's how OnlyFans can get itself out of it is by allowing and opening it up for some sort of collaboration is going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe they can get same thing with Pornhub. They'll have to have some sort of collaboration because they have the Pornhub shorts now where it's like it's YouTube shorts. Basically oh, they got, they got reels and like yeah, TikToks. Now yeah. It, it, basically that's what it is. And that's smart. Now it's all porn focused, but um, I mean, I've seen people on, on Pornhub that put up like, you know, fucking they'll do like little comedy videos and stuff. And there's not a lot of them. It's, it's very rare because most people go to Pornhub for porn. But Pornhub was like, hey, man, if we're trying to get into the YouTube type business now, you're going to need something other than porn. So, you know, what if we if you're like a musical artist and you want to get your shit on there, if you got a new music video, drop it on fucking Pornhub. You know, and that would be kind of fucking baller, dude. Right. You were an independent artist and you got your like your viral. (laughs) You got it from Pornhub. You got it from fucking Pornhub. Because everybody would be like. They would laugh internally, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" And they're like, "I'm gonna fucking check this dude out." Like, and, and not to say that we need to make another le- record label because God knows we don't need any more of those. But like, you could have por- Pornhub could just be Pornhub Records now, and they could just <laughs> fucking make and distribute fucking everybody's yeah. bullshit if they wanted to. I mean, goddamn, there's so many possibilities mm. of where that could go, and you know, if that's the 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 space they're looking to get into, then I think yeah, artists could definitely fucking benefit from it, but. You know, I don't know if we veered too far off the original topic no, to go back, I mean, but because we were, like I said, we were kind of reaching the end of the other one. Yeah. So just talking about alternatives to for artists, like yeah. in the future, maybe OnlyFans is going to be that that new place where you know they could really concentrate on their super fans that really want to throw money at them for yeah, you know, whatever merchandise or like exclusive items or signed yeah, things signed things whatever, 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 might, whatever all might. The, the merchandising opportunities are endless because that's basically all it is is just a merchandising platform yeah uh whereas like with um you know patreon or something like that there you got to set up the tiers and then it's this you can't really sell individual items like that on there it's, Man, <laughs> it's very uh across the board I feel like Patreon really comes down to, yeah, sure, there's tiers that exist, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like really stupid things that everybody else does. Like, oh, maybe you'll get the episode one. Oh, if, you, if you make a podcast. Yeah. Or if you're an artist, like maybe you get the release one week earlier or maybe yeah. you get a listening party or some shit like that. It Everybody does the same thing. Unless somebody breaks the mold, the, yeah. breaks the mold or comes up with something different, it's more or less the same. So, uh, and paying a monthly subscription for that. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it, it's, but I don't think it is either. It's, I think I think a one-time purchase yeah. for one thing, or right, or, yeah. well, uh, or maybe a collective, like a bundle thing, like yeah. for only, from OnlyFans would. <clears throat> yeah, right. And and again, if people can sell their used underwear and used socks on OnlyFans, an artist should be able to sell their fucking songs on there, no fucking problem. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I would like to see that fucking happen. So. Uh, I think we should, uh, you know, we should maybe we should uh, test it on some fucking like. Uh, well, how about how about this for the two things that we just discussed, like yeah. alternatives for artists? Because let's say let's say this thing falls out with the uh, with Bandcamp. Oh I'll, yeah, we, right. We, we could 
we'll find out like what happens yeah, with yeah. the acquisition and what it means for like artists and stuff and then we'll also you you uh you let us know what's happening with the only fans uh, oh I'll, I'll keep an eye the, on the that new ventures of only fans well, hopefully I'll have some firsthand experience because I think I am going to put all our shit on there just to see what happens. Like, because you never right. know. And I'll, I don't know. You put it up. I'll put it up for free or something. Yeah, or, we'll see what happens. And see fucking what happens. Maybe we'll get some free subscribers. Can you do that on OnlyFans? I got to look into that. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. I've never actually used OnlyFans. Because so like, not, if, if we're not if we're not putting it up for free, then they don't make any money. So why would they let us do that? I guess right. Yeah, like, I don't true. know. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a weird way you could do it. But yeah, yeah, I, I'll have to see. And then and then we'll start advertising ourselves as being exclusively on OnlyFans. <laughs> see, and that's where they can make some fucking money mm. is if you wanted to change the narrative let people be like oh yeah hey we'll let you put your shit for free we'll even advertise it but like hey you can only put it on our shit mm. cool yeah i'll sign that deal exclusive on only fans and only fans is gonna promote it yeah why not fuck mm. yeah let's do it but yeah anyways <laughs> all right um change change topics. Change, change change gears so this is a topic that i had in mind for the last episode but we kind of kind of got in a roll for yeah. some of the things that we were talking about in the previous episode, but I figured, what the fuck, we'll bring it back and see what it, see where we go with it. All right, so the topic is if it's necessary to be in a med- major metropolitan area to be successful as an artist, or can you basically work from anywhere because of social media and uh, whatever supplements that to make it as an artist? Or mm-hmm. so, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well. I think initially that the answer to that is probably no. Like the short answer, right? It's probably no. You don't need to be in a major metropolitan area. area. And and it would also, I guess, then depend on what your level of su- measurement of success is. Mm. If you want to be a world fucking renowned star, then you're going to have to fucking go to L.A. You're going to have to go to fucking New York. You're going to have to go to fucking... Uh, I don't know what the other ones throughout the world, what the entertainment capitals of the rest of the world are, but at least here in the United States, you're going to have to go to fucking Hollywood. You're going to have to go to fucking New York. You're going to have to go to one of those meccas of entertainment or industry mm. to, to be enrolled in the system. If you, if you want the system behind you to promote you, that's, you're probably going to have to do it. Now, I do think it is f- fully possible to evade the system and not be enrolled in it. And you don't have to be there because with the way i mean with the way that global you know reach is nowadays with the internet everyone has access to everyone so and i'm not like i'm not trying to like fucking you know self promote here but like i just as a, as an example like for for our thing with the with like the anime podcast okay we 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 kind of got some people in ireland that run an anime convention to want to be on the podcast like okay we we got that wouldn't have been possible if the internet didn't exist, right? That would have never fucking happened. There would have been no mechanism by which that could have existed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need to go to Dublin to fucking make that happen. So just like I wouldn't need, if I was in, if the inverse of that, if I was in Dublin, I wouldn't need to go to LA or Hollywood to make my song fucking get popular. And it's the, it's the, the Hasselhoff thing. If you don't need to be popular in a certain country, if you get blow up in just one area, then you can focus on that and you don't actually have to fucking be there or be from there. You know, you don't even got to go there maybe to, to be successful. You could just do it all from the internet. So again, I think it definitely depends on what level of success we're talking about. If we're talking about successful as in, Hey, you are making money doing this. You're getting paid. Then absolutely. You do not need to go to LA. You don't need to go to Hollywood. You don't need to go to fucking New York. Um, if you want to go 
to the next level and get that fucking like fuck you money then maybe you might have to if you want to, I mean, if you want to get in the, in the multi-millions of dollars, but I do think it's possible to do that on your own without being enrolled in the system. And I say that also being someone who doesn't want to be enrolled in the system. I, we're doing this whole thing independently with no backing from any fucking major parties and seeing what happens essentially. So I don't want to, I mean, we live in Southern California, but like, I don't want to go to Hollywood and deal with those fucking people. I don't want to go to New York and deal with those fucking individuals that are in the industry because it's just a pain in the ass. I just don't like, well, I just don't like people. All right. That's what it comes down to. But if I was an artist and I had something that I was passionate about, like with, you know, if I was making music, right. If I was well, fucking Jocketeen, for example, I, I do not think that for a second because again she she's in fucking australia a whole fucking other literal side of the world but yet somehow here in america people are talking about her right everybody throughout the world knows her so you can put and the, and i don't know if it tells you like the listens and stuff of like where they're coming from obviously i'm for, sure for what for like on spotify like when it tells you the things yeah like, okay i think on the desktop it does tell you what your top five like countries are yeah so, you list the countries that listen yeah yeah so so Spotify that that's just one specific thing in the whole grand scheme of all the platforms that exist that you could put shit on. So it's about maximizing your platforms that you're utilizing because the more platforms you're on, obviously the more likelihood that you're going to be seen. And an example of that is, is like I was fucking around and and again, I'm like, I'm not trying to fucking, but this is self experience. So it's easy to talk about because it's like, I know this firsthand, this is firsthand information. I'm not making shit up. We weren't, we were not on Deezer. We were not on uh, Google podcasts for some reason. We weren't on, uh, there was like another one. I forget what it's fucking called. Uh, Maybe it was tune in. We, for some reason, or no, yeah, for some reason, we were all, all our shit wasn't on TuneIn. Like, I don't know what happened when I made everything, but it didn't. Something fucked up. So I had to go back and, like, redo it all. And sure as shit, I redid it all, and we got another boost in, like, in listeners just off of putting it on those platforms. And listen, I don't even know what the fuck Deezer is. I'd never even heard of it until I saw it on the thing of, of distribution that we could put the, the podcast to. Yeah. But... Obviously, it's something people use. They like it. So, cool. Why wouldn't we be on it? It doesn't cost anything for me to put it on there. So, if I'm a, a struggling artist or a, or a new new artist out there that I just started making music and I want to get it in front of an audience, man, there's so many fucking platforms you can put shit on. And if you are just putting on one or two, yeah, you're going to limit the audience that you're potentially going to reach. Mm. And... It's really up to the artist. That's the kind of I think what the what the long that's that's the long answer is is no the short answer is no. You don't need to. I don't think you need to be in those areas. But the long answer is it's up to you, the artist. You if you don't want to be in the system, all good. I agree with that. But the system does the work. So if you don't want to be in the system, you got to do the work and you got to fucking sit there and you got to fucking put it out on every fucking possible platform that you can find and you know self-promote it get your search engine optimization up you know get a website going for yourself fuck there's thousands of things that you could do to self-promote to get your shit out there i mean you know i don't think it's impossible for someone to become a let's say like a world-renowned pop store pop star if you just want to, like, if you're in fucking uh, a Papua New Guinea, like, I, if you wanted, if you fucking had the voice of a fucking generation, 
you could you could fucking you will be found you will be heard because you'll youtube you put on youtube like i said there's tons of places you could go so yeah i think uh, outside of what one can do with their own hands right people themselves can also create those moments by recording it like being a witness to something yeah that that it could also manifest in that way obviously True, that's yeah. more that's more chance than anything but right. um as far as like the like here in the united states can somebody from fucking uh well i guess the most exemplary case of that would be this artist named hemlock springs who's this like quirky weird pop girl uh-huh. uh her song "Girlfriend" came out, and everybody like t- I think people on TikTok just loved it, or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. and that was with like let imagine that <laughs> it's not, it's not with the help of anybody from like record labels, right? Or, yeah, or shit like that. That she just did it on her own. She did her own music video. Like it, it obviously <laughs> when if you see her music video, you can tell, dude, that this girl is not only knows who her identity is as an artist but she knows how to present herself yeah. in a music video and i think more than anything anybody that can do that like you have the potential to reach that on your own yeah like, you don't need anybody and i also think that when it when you come to like if you were to come to los angeles that people think that things will just happen for you i think it's like one of the worst things that you can do oh yeah oh well maybe that's I don't know if it's an embellishment, but it's already saturated here with artists. Imagine how difficult right. it is to play. Like, why not make yourself known in your own fucking town or like your own, like to be, imagine how cool that is when you're, you're a smaller artist that blows up and you can say you're from fucking Akron, Ohio. Yeah. And you, you blew up from there. Like, and that's where, that's where you claim your on your uh in your fucking bio that's where you say you're from you're not based in los angeles because i see a lot of artists that come from other parts of the world that say oh i was raised or uh i was born in some part of the world but i'm based in los angeles yeah as if that kind of gives merit to their music and i don't i don't think i like that because i want to know for any artist that I really do want to believe that anything can happen anywhere. And when everybody feels like they have to come here to make things happen to network or, right, yeah. or, or to, to feel like they need to be in a community to succeed. I mean, that's hard for me to say that's cause I'm not in it like the way an artist is, but from yeah. the outside, like I just, I don't think you have to do those things. Like you, I don't think you have to be here to pay fucking $6,000 in rent to, right. to, and then go out to like fucking, uh, I don't know, like the Echo or some smaller venue, and just like struggling, struggling to fucking get your name out there, hoping some record label is going to come your way. Like, is being here a good thing? I think it is, but it comes with a steep price, man. It's yeah, obviously well, the fucking rent, and also people are assholes. Like, right, yes, everybody yeah. will tell you like you're special and all this shit, and it, you know when you ask them for help like when it comes down to it like do people actually help you i don't fucking know but why would you put yourself why would you pay an obscene amount for rent and for people to be assholes when you can do the work at home like in the mid-east right. or the, yeah. mid-east, the midwest or right, like, yeah. wherever the fucking part and, of the world you're and from and this okay and this is i'm gonna go on a rant here but this is not to like talk shit about people who are fa- who are like failed actors or whatever but like man just being out here in southern california in general and obviously being out in in Help, like 
spending a lot of time out in the LA area, I can't tell you how many fucking people I've met that are from other places that came out here because, oh, I was, I'm a, I want to be an actor. I want to be this. I want to be that. And they're working, obviously, they're like a waiter or some shit, right? Or they're working some whatever I parking lot attendant job. I, I do respect right, it. I get that. But, and I'm not talking shit about them per, per se, but a lot of those people that are in that zone are people that came here because they thought just coming here would make it happen for them. Yeah. And they didn't put in, like, the work to to make it happen. So it's like they just came here and expected, oh yeah, this is definitely I'm just I'm just gonna come here and magic's gonna happen and I'm gonna fucking like, you know, I'm gonna get this fucking job. I'm gonna become an actor. I'm gonna be like Tom Cruise. Like just being attractive is enough sure. to be here. Like well, it's no, not everyone's it and that's the thing. Everyone here is a ten. So if you come here not a ten well, guess what? Nobody's gonna fucking look at you. Nobody gives a shit about you. And you could have the world a wealth of talent. Sure. And everybody would overlook right. you. And I don't think that somebody need, like I said, I don't think they need to come here. Anybody nobody needs to come here to do it. You don't you can do it from anywhere. And it's like if you have the work ethic or the drive to do it, then you'll make it happen. Okay, like this is the example I was gonna use. Was, okay, let's use Beyonce. Let's use a musical example. Beyonce. Her net worth is roughly around $450 million, okay, as of 2022-ish. Mm-hmm. So she's worth that in her whole, what, 20-something years of being in the music industry, she has developed a net worth of $450 million, obviously not just from music, but from a wealth of other ventures and whatnot, okay? But her being a musical pop star essentially is what got her to do that. Just imagine the billions of dollars that she's made for record labels, for 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 the record or the music industry in general, the billions of dollars that she's made that have her four hundred fifty million that she's been able to carve out for herself, even though it's been through other means, not just music, is a pittance compared to what the actual music industry has likely made, made from, her. from her or what she has made for them. We should say, and so it's all about scale. If you're if you if you are getting paid. And you're only making like 10% at the end of the day of what your revenue is bringing in. And let's say it's a million dollars. Okay. Okay. Congratulations. You're a fucking millionaire. You're in the fucking 1% or whatever the fuck it is. But if you are out doing it yourself and you're keeping 100% of the profits and that's a quarter of a million dollars or $350,000, well, that's, that's still more than enough to be completely successful to have multiple other ventures to start other businesses that you would want to start just kind of like Beyonce did. Um, you're just doing it on a smaller scale. And so it's not to say that you have to, sure. You're not going to get to the $450 million unless you're out here in LA, right? That's, that's LA, New York. That's when you're going to get to that point. But when you really objectively look at it, what are the fucking odds that's going to happen anyways, that you're going to get into positions, to do that. Sure. You can make a lot of shit happen, but not likely that you're going to be making $450 million a year, have a net worth of $450 million, right? So it's almost better to just be on your own and do it yourself. Because you reap all the benefits. You're getting 100% of everything, you know, or whatever. You're, you're taking all the risk and you're getting all the reward as opposed to shit. You're taking all the risk and you're only getting 10 or 20 or whatever percent, 25% maybe of what the reward would be. Sure, that reward's still more than what you would get if you were making 100%. But at least this way, 
you're making all the money. You're, everything you're earning is coming to you. You're getting exactly what, you, what you've made and what you deserve as opposed to like, oh, yeah. Shit, imagine living in fucking Oregon and not having an income tax. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like if, that, you, if you were an artist based in Oregon yeah. and you, you had the convenience of touring California because there's so many places to play here and you oh, can yeah. play pretty much nor- Northern California and Southern California and that's all you do for the rest of your career. But yeah. there's people that show up for you, man, and you have no income tax and fucking or no, is it state? state income, they, yeah, you don't they, pay state income tax. You still got to pay federal tax everywhere, but you just don't have to pay state income tax. Fuck, so is, is that right? Yeah. Well, uh, there's several. There's a few states that don't have state income tax. I don't know if it's or I don't know if I don't know specifically if Oregon's one of them, but um, if you don't, there's I think Arizona might also be one. Maybe even Nevada. I think I'm wrong on Oregon. I think they I have. Right, a, they, they, they don't. Oregon. They don't have a sales tax. That's that could what be. Is. Well, either way, if there's no sales tax, well then you can. It's still beneficial. Yeah, it's still beneficial because you know you people will spend more money to, for you instead of paying that extra eight eight percent in fucking sales tax. Maybe they'll yeah. buy another shirt. You know, so, <laughs> like even like the convenience of living having residence in another place other than California, man. Yeah. Imagine how much more you're taking home if you live in a state that doesn't have. Oh, and I mean, what like California sucks when it comes to taxes, obviously. So. I will say though, like I I do love living here because oh, I man, do. The weather is li- great. I do like the convenience. Like man, we don't have to fucking worry about shit. Like I mean, nah, earthquake every now and then, but uh, like we don't get snowed in. Nope. I mean, it's hot as fuck, but for the most yeah. part, like for the majority of the year, dude, it's pretty. It's, it's nice. pretty, it's yeah, pretty it's great. Pretty nice. You can go like everything is like forty. You're forty five minutes from fucking everything. Yeah, dude. Man. Mountains, desert, yep. beaches. Uh, yep. Valleys. Yep. You want to go to the woods? Forty-five minutes away. Shit. Sometimes it's even closer. Mm-hmm. Um, depends where you live, I guess. But <clears throat> yeah, there are other reasons to come live here. And yeah, it's fucking six thousand dollars a month rent to live in fucking Hollywood or whatever. Because yeah, everybody wants to fucking live there so they can charge whatever the fuck they want. So it also must suck dick sharing a room with somebody, oh, dude. I've met people that they they literally like it's like people that want to they're trying to break into like Hollywood or be actors and it's like these are people that actually do like low like well medium sized budget movies they're they're in stuff right um they fucking literally it's like it's like six dudes to a fucking three bedroom apartment like yeah. guys are sleeping on the cat you know yeah everybody's paying eight hundred dollars a month that, that, I don't think anybody should be like nah, fucking li- living like that yeah that's and that's up. obviously something. That California is dealing with is that fucking housing's. Uh, well, I mean, rent rent is expensive. Yeah, there's not enough housing, and it's it's what what there is is fucking expensive as shit. Yeah, and there are sure there are parts of California you could go you could go live in where the rent's not that high. I mean, you know, it's it's you you could not have to live there in that Hollywood proper, right? You could live in the in the outskirts or whatever. Um, and, and come in when you got gigs or to go for auditions or do whatever or, you know, whatever the case is. You could make it work living out here, but... Yeah, I mean... I think people get... Well, it's also the allure, too. Because if you've got somebody from the Midwest and they're, you know... Uh, I don't want to call... I don't want to be insulting, but, like, you know, they're maybe they're a little bit of a country bumpkin type person, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fucking charm and the allure of fucking Hollywood to them is so foreign from what their life has been for every minute up until the point of when they have become, you know, maybe a, a, a singer or whatever it is that they've done. That is fucking attractive in and of itself to just go be part of, you know, you're from the, this fucking nobody, nowhere town fucking USA and like, oh man, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the big city, you know, and become a star. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, you'll, maybe you'll become a crackhead on the side of the street but though, the but. the harsh reality <laughs> sets in that it, I mean, 
like all of LA is a lot grimier than oh, you man. think. It, yeah, it's, it's not nearly as rosy as you think it nah, is. Nah, man, they do a really good job. Uh, the California PR team is fucking real good. Luckily for yeah, luckily for me, I don't give a shit yeah, because like. True. I mean, we all live here, so we're like we we're well, we're under no delusion of no, what. Well, we were born here and raised here. Essentially, we've lived all thirty plus years of our lives here, yeah. and we see it for what it is. I don't look at you know, like I guess you could say maybe New York would be something that we could look at as like, oh man, it's the it's the big you know the skyscrapers and this. Nah, man, I know it's just as shitty as it is here. Rats and you fucking know, streets uh, that smell like piss. And- yeah, literally. Uh, young turtles mutated in cartoon <laughs> shows like uh, yeah. that's where uh, i know that's probably accurate that's yeah, probably dude, i swear to god at this point master splinter has to be real yeah like, of course he's got to be in yeah. the streets of fucking new york he's creeping around yeah. fucking just karate chopping everybody making sure that Saki is not <laughs> selling fentanyl yeah. <laughs> selling fentanyl to people on the streets and shit yeah exactly uh but i don't know man i just think that i'm i mean like I said, I'm not an artist myself, and who the fuck are we to criticize artists for sure. for doing what they do? Because, I mean, if you guys are passionate about, you know, what you do, nothing should stop you. Like, even us trying to be realistic about coming here to yeah. make shit happen, whether that's to network or be in a community of, like, a genre of music that maybe is not well-received in fucking Arcata, California, or maybe fucking... Um, Cincinnati, Ohio, or some like maybe you are beyond your fucking your 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 environment. Like you're just too far ahead in like the the place you have to make it happen. Maybe it has to be here. But and here's yeah. the here's the best advice that I'll fucking give somebody is obviously don't listen to me. Mm. I'm a fucking idiot. But I would like to second that motion. Right. Also, don't listen to anybody else because they're also probably an idiot. Listen to yourself. If you want to come out here because you want to experience this and you want to do it and, and, tr- and try to do networking and stuff and you think this is the best choice, then, then yeah, do it. No, one, no one's going to say shit. Don't fucking let someone else make your decisions for you. Also, if we are, in fact, like reaching the end of this particular topic, I would like to add, we would, if, if you are listening and you're a new artist, yeah. and we will try not to be gatekeepy, but... F- you know, we will try to be in an ally for for you. Uh, Absolutely, listen. You, yeah, not that we have fucking connections or shit, but <sighs> listen, we're pretty creative motherfuckers. So yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities to to do something. And if anybody, yeah, is a new artist out there that wants to fucking oh man, if they if you want some help, listen, I'm I all the shit that we have on our website and everything, I made all that. All right, I don't know how to do Photoshop, but guess what, I did it. Yeah. So if you want fucking somebody to make your album cover, I'll make you a real shitty one. Yeah. But I yeah, sure, I'll help you out or. If you want to fucking come on our podcast and talk about your your new song, yeah, whatever you want. Like, I guess that was like the main thing I was getting. Oh, at. we're trying to get that, people to come on. Well, no, I was gonna say, well, that too. Yeah. But uh, for ourselves personally, if we get anywhere with like this specific like music podcast, yeah. then I mean, we're not gonna be a fucking hurdle to like. Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna be like, oh, this guy doesn't have enough Instagram followers to come on our show. No, nah, fuck that. I, if you could nope. have one Insta, if you have zero, if you have negative Instagram followers somehow, yeah. uh, you can still come on. I don't give a fuck. The only thing is, <coughs> we both collectively have to decide, or maybe one of us, that the music has to be good. Like, that's the only. Oh, so then you're saying, like, if they suck, then, like, no dice? <laughs> you don't want to promote a, shit, a shitty artist? Is that what you're saying? That's gatekeepy. 
That's true. Hypocrite. Goddamn. Yeah. String uh, them up. Tar yeah. and feather them. Let's tar, get them up. Tar and feather them. What is this fucking, the, the what is it? The 18th century? Yep. The 18th 17, century. It's, it's 1723 and you're about to get tarred and feathered, you <laughs> son of a bitch. For yeah. fucking being a hypocrite. Well, I mean, shit. We'll at least try to be helpful in some manner so that when you come here, you don't think everybody's an asshole. Well, yeah, at least you could say you met you met like a couple nice nice people. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't know. We are kind of assholes sometimes, yeah. but you know, we're not going to be gatekeeping assholes. There you go. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, what, you got anything else to add to this specific converse? This specific nah, I topic? Think, I think we I think we fucking covered it. All right, um, I do have something else. Mm-hmm. I, well, have two, I have two additional things. What, okay. what, do, we, what do we have? We're at an hour and 21, so... All right. I think these will be relatively okay. quick. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. I want you to listen to one artist that I found okay. like a couple weeks ago. All and right, then this right. is just kind of a quick topic because yeah, yeah. this one, I don't know why it drove me up the wall. So we might have to stop at some point because okay. I need you to hear her music. All right. Because okay. I don't think it's as good as people make it out to be. And okay. this person might be delusional. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. This sounds fun. Yeah. So this, who I am speaking of specifically is I found out that Duff McKagan, the bass player of fucking Guns N' Roses, yeah. well, he got married to somebody that was a model and shit. Uh-huh. So they had a daughter. Yeah. And this woman is making music and her name is Grace McKagan. And I'm like, okay, what are the... I came across them on Instagram, and I was okay. like, "What are the odds that somebody has the name McKagan? They have to be the fucking daughter yeah, yeah. of Guns and uh, bass right. player Guns from Guns and Roses." So it turned out it was it was in yeah, fact the okay. case, right? So then I listened to the music. I'm like, mm, "This is dog shit." Like, Didn't like it, yeah, okay. yeah. And I'm thinking, "Well, this is how far nepotism gets you <laughs> when you." Are you're lucky enough to have somebody that was in a famous band, and like yeah. you already have your in with the music industry because of your father. And I don't think her music is as is as great as she probably believes it to be, or her her bandmates. Like, well, but well, let me ask you. Okay, so is it is she in a band or is she like a solo artist? No, she's she's in a band. Okay, so wait, I think okay, so she is the recording artist Grace McKagan. I think. Like that's her name. Okay, and then she she has a the record like a artists. like a live band or whatever. Okay, so what what do other people say about it? Like, what does everybody on the internet say? <sighs> Man, so there are artists that enjoy her. I don't know if they enjoy. It. Maybe they're just sucking up so they can fucking play a show with her. But whatever. The girl Sedona that I'm like I I love dearly. Like I yeah. I love her music. I love I love what she does on social media. She likes her shit, and I'm like there's. There's nothing to like. Nothing. You think that there's no fucking way. Cool. You want to listen to it? All right, let's to listen to it. All right, all right. All right. So let's let's uh, let's just uh, we'll pause this. So you can also at home listen to the recording artist. What's her name? Grace McKagan. Grace McKagan. What's the name of the song? Well, it's not so much. It's it's, it's from a live. I don't know what the oh, song Jesus is. Jesus Christ! Do they not have any actual like songs? No, they do have songs, but oh. uh, I just want you to hear her okay, live. All right. Like, yeah. So well, wait a minute. What, okay. So what if she's just shitty live? Have you listened to an actual studio recording of hers? It kind of sounds like a poverty version of Hole, dude. Like that's what it really is. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's let's all right, let's listen but to it. But worse, <laughs> poverty, but like even it's worse. It's a great value, fucking <laughs> Hole. Oh man. All right, all right. I'm interested to hear it. So all right, here we go. So well, you could pause it and listen to the video. It's I'm sure you could YouTube it or something. All right, we'll pause it now. <laughs> okay. 
before we say what I thought of this, when I, which this will tell you exactly what I fucking probably think. When I Googled Grace McKagan, okay, it comes up with singer and then right next to it, Duff McKagan's daughter. Jesus Christ. It's nepotism. This was fucking ter- That thing you just played for me was fucking terrible. It, was, it hurt my ears. I... I'm not a fucking artist. We're we're like I'm we're the, both I'm, tone deaf. I right, think. Right? Yeah, I think we are. I think we are fucking tone deaf. But we like. know when but something sucks. That fucking sounded terrible. <laughs> even and God, I hate to say it, but even the dickheads that clearly were there, like on the drums and on the guitar, they were terrible too. <laughs> it was just all bad. The 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 words were bad. The the performances were bad. I just did not but, like that. But at all. look. Look at her social media. She has like she's obviously at these fashion shows like Dolce and Gabbana and some. Oh other. man, yeah. And you know what? Good for her, right? She's she's branching out. You know, she's fucking going to things. And uh, I don't know about the music. No, thing, that's definitely not uh, Heart of Hearts right now. That's the name of the, that's a song. Okay, so when you made that comment about uh, Great Value Whole. Um, Whatever it is, I don't know. Like, or maybe it's Metric. There's a band called Metric that kind of sounds like what they're doing, but maybe. Yeah. But the, oh yeah, yeah, a little bit, I guess. But 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 whole, yes. It's like she is like, and she even has that fucking look of like almost like a third world Courtney a dere- Love, right? A like, dere- yeah, derelict court- well, Courtney I mean, Love. Courtney Love already was, already was already derelict. derelict, derelict, yeah. <laughs> derelict squared. <laughs> <laughs> Double derelict. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. God damn that! I would be interested to see what Katie thinks of that as a from a musical perspective. Maybe we should have her listen to this too, dude. Because it's fucking awful. Like I, I'm not trying to be mean. We're, nah, like, man. This is this, if you want an objective opinion of somebody that is making music and is obviously the daughter of fucking Duff McKagan. I just I don't I don't see it, man. I I, I really. It's like if Tom Brady's fucking kid wants to be a quarterback and he fucking sucks but yet he makes it to the nfl right Mm -hmm. that's what that's basically what this is the equivalent of Mm -hmm. um i fucking hate that because just it's just because of the connections that that they're making this a thing and i hate that artists that are actually talented well i don't want to say that they're good objectively i guess you could say and they have talent behind them they're just getting lost in the shuffle because of shit like that yeah and i fucking hate it makes me hate it even more because it's it's the only reason you're there is because of your name yeah and it listen i mean i'll make even a another reference it's like fucking uh george bush fucking uh when he becomes pre- like he, your dad was president bitch that doesn't mean you get to fucking be president too you fuck you suck at that you you fucking shitty what the fuck man yeah like Nepotism. Yeah. Not don't like it. Yeah. It's bad. It's fucking bullshit. All right. Now to watch the bad aftertaste Ugh. of that song. Do you you want to hear something something yeah. cool with oh, the yeah, yeah. lead female and some Fuck yeah, let's some see. heavy guitar riffs? Oh hell yeah, that sounds great. All right, so we're gonna listen to this this is gonna be the end of the episode. I just want, right. I wanna know yeah, what yeah. your thoughts are okay. for this artist because they're relative ne- relatively new and I just wanna I wanna do a little bit of a, a little pat on the back. Uh, I didn't yeah. know that they were featured on Bandcamp uh, as one of like the editorials uh, albums of the week. Oh, nice, nice. So like, 
I went off strictly off of me finding this artist uh, as I do for like new releases and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. This sounds good. So my intuition told me that this was good, and then it was validated by the fact, band, yeah. the band camp. One of the edit- editors was like, "Yo, this is good shit too." So I want to know what you think about right. this to wash the aftertaste yeah, of this shit. So uh, we're gonna listen to "Pressure Me" from uh, this band called Filth Is Eternal. Ooh, nice. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, that's good. That's that's getting downloaded or added to my fucking playlist for sure. Yeah, so this was a group I found like two weeks ago from Seattle, Washington. Uh-huh. So there is, there's been one other band that I really enjoyed called Black Ends from also Seattle. And off on a tangent, but Black Ends actually played with a band from here locally in Southern California called French Mouth. They played on a build together, and I'm like, oh man. In in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's. If either of those bands go, well, even if they don't go anywhere, like that's just a cool bill to witness, like with your own eyes. Because I think these are two acts that I certainly like appreciate that are, yeah. well, one of them has been featured on a KEXP, which is like a local radio station uh, in Seattle that everybody recognizes as like being on point for like music and shit. So, you know, good for, good for Black Ends or whatever. But for French Mouth and Black Ends to be on the same bill, I wish I could have been there. But. Now it's cool to find out that there's a group called Filth is Eternal and the fucking name is badass. That is a sweet name, yeah. But, you know, they got this really, you know, heavy guitar driven. I think it's, I I want to say it's like punk or hardcore. I don't know if it's so much punk. Maybe it's more hardcore music. Uh, in either case, it's just really bitching music. And uh, hopefully you are able to check this out. And uh, the song was Pressure Me from Filth is Eternal. And I just wanted to... Uh, mention that to you real quickly because I I'm trying to wash out the <laughs> the bad taste yeah. of, uh, of of Grace McCake oh, dude man I, you know I I have to say though the only negative drawback from this uh, is going to be that um, we will likely be cut off from all of Duff McKagan's resources and Chris we'll Jericho never be invited to, well, not Chris that I was ever going to go to a Guns and Roses I know they had power. <coughs> Power Trip was this weekend, uh, oh, that, that yeah, festival yeah. with all the old heads yep, from banned. metal and shit. We're banned. Can't go. Nope, can't go. Uh, Chris Jericho will never come on the wrestling podcast. We'll, we'll probably be no, no longer able to go to any AEW event. I mean, that's fine. Wait, what does Chris Jericho have to do with Guns N' Roses? He's like friends with Duff McKagan. He's on his podcast all the time. He does uh, like the joke of the week. Like, Oh, that's right, the dad jokes. Yeah, he gives Duff McKagan's dad joke of the week on the Chris Jericho podcast. So Okay, if Duff... <sighs> Hey, but maybe Chris Jericho will think it's funny that we made fun of Duff McKagan and his and his daughter's bad music, and maybe he'll invite us on <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> but man, I would really love to have Duff McKagan. Like, bro, please, like, objectively speaking, tell me does your daughter <laughs> does your daughter make good music yeah. or not? Just please tell just, me. Just we, I just need to know. We won't tell anybody. We'll just keep, yeah, we'll between, keep it between ourselves. Between me yeah. and you, yeah, yeah, please just, tell me. Just, yeah, just, just let us know. We'll ne- and we'll never speak of it again. Yeah. Well, we'll, if you want to send us an email, we'll delete the fuck out of it the second we read it. It'll yeah. be like Mission Impossible. The shit fucking just destroys. All yeah, right. Yeah, please. I mean. Ah, man. Please just don't lie to me, dude. You can't. People are convinced that this is good, dude. I'm, I'm fucking dying here, man. Like... <laughs> They made it to jam the band, which is like a cool thing. And if they're saying that's cool, then it's, yeah. that thing is not cool. Like, fuck. Now, now I will say this, though. All right. If I as someone who has a daughter. All right. If I was Duff McKagan, I would be sending a predator missile to here right now. Like, <laughs> that's what would be happening. All right. I'm, <laughs> I would be destroying us currently. If, if, if you guys, if we were talking shit about my daughter and her, has, bad, her shitty singing. But, you know, that's just, you know, my has day. your wife introduced music to not not introduced music, but rather has she been getting 
taught lessons. Yeah, to be well, vocal. she's in. She is in the because my wife teaches the the local children's choir so she's in it with her this year this was her first year so she's gone for the last i think like i don't know three or four weeks she's been going and she sings all around the house now and Mm. you know so i mean she's you know she's five so you know i don't i don't know if it's 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 definitely not the best but you know we don't know because then you you know we still need to wait for her to develop well true but you know what i'm sure if i had her sing that uh grace mckagan song it'd probably be better Your daughter has, is a better voice than uh, Grace McKinney, and she's only five years old. True that. True that. All right. Well, that's that's a great way I to live end the episode. That. I can live with that yeah. as an ending. That, that's awesome. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, tune in. Oh, uh, follow us on all the social medias. Also, uh, teaser for next episode. If you guys are listening, um, we will be listening to uh, Munya and Twin Temple's new album this week, this coming week. Fuck yeah. So. Be, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, this is going to be fun. All right. Well, anyways, uh, if you listen this far, uh, follow us at Game Rage Magazine on, uh, what is it, Instagram and Twitter, or TikTok, and then on the X slash Twitter, it's at Game Rage Mag. And uh, if you're Grace McKagan and you want to fucking defend yourself and say how we're assholes, uh, we'd love to have you on. So uh, hit us <laughs> up. DM us. All right. See ya. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.